Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them, and I'm still in hyperspace. Lindsay, are you still in hyperspace? <laughs> um, no, it appears I have a new apartment. Go me. Oh yeah, well that's real convenient actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, editing is not going as well as I had hoped from this, you know, escape pod, so it's entirely possible we lost a week, but I'm not going to worry about that right now. We have bigger issues. <laughs> it's okay. Anyways, um, this week, it was going to be last time, but that didn't happen. So this week, I am going to tell you about three very different little girls who grew up to be very, three very different women. And now they work for me. It's Charlie's Angels time. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So let me tell you about the Charlie's Angels. It was a TV series aired on ABC from 1976 to 1981, produced by Aaron Spelling, about three female private eyes who would receive their briefings from Charlie, who was never appeared on screen. He was always just John Forsythe's voice from a speaker box. Okay. It's had various remakes and reboots over its history. Um, there was a 2011 TV series with the same name. I, I, I don't think it's canonical to the TV show. Okay. It also starred, um, what's her name from Jessica Jones? Rachel Taylor, who played Trish Walker. She was in 2011 Charlie's Angels. Okay. No one likes the 2011 Charlie's Angels. Don't bring up 2011 Charlie's Angels. But do bring up. The 2000 and 2003 Charlie's Angels movies that starred Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz, and Drew Barrymore, because they're extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they followed the same tropes as the show, which is basically three women who they're very sexy, but they can also kick your ass. And they go yeah. undercover a lot with various disguises. Um, <laughs> the original was very much a thing of, like, wig, dress, accent, whereas the movies got more into, like, the latex perfection. Yeah. The the intro of the first movie has Drew Barrymore's character dressed as, like, a big burly black man, and then after she lands with the other angels, she pulls out, like, a bite plate with that digitally altered her voice and, like, pulls off the latex mask to reveal Drew Barrymore underneath. Yeah. And they did that one a lot in the 2000-2003 one. It was, like, Mission Impossible, but with sexy, funny women. <laughs> yes. And that's that sounds derisive. It's not, actually. I think it really works. It has a really good charm. You can tell that all three of these women are friends. Yes. And honestly, does anyone remember a Mission Impossible plot? They ha they had to do a mission. There, one time, they were at the Kremlin, and then it exploded. <laughs> one time, the whole nation was a ghost. Yeah, apparently. And Jeremy Renner was there. Yep. Tom Cruise almost died a hundred times because he insists on doing all his own stunts. It's like, Tom, you're nearly 60. The ghost of Elrond Hubbard visited me in my sleep and told me I needed to jump out of a plane for real. <laughs> all right, Tom. Just do what he says. It's like Jackie Chan levels of how much are we going to have to insure this guy for? You know what? He's richer than God, though. Yeah, so. that's true. Also, there was a bit of a rotating cast in the original. Uh, one of the angels, I think, left in like the third season. Oh, they went through six different angels in the original. Yeah. So Farrah Fawcett left after the first season. Uh, Kate Jackson was there for three seasons. Jacqueline Smith was there for the entire run. Um, Cheryl Ladd took over after Farrah Fawcett left. Uh, Farrah Fawcett did return as a guest star in seasons three and four. They had Shelley Hack for one for season four and Tanya Roberts for season five. Okay. Yeah. So also these, the, the original TV show is canonical to the movies and they, they set it up as much more so in the second, uh, movie in 2003 that like, Charlie goes through a lot of angels, not not because like they're dying, but because yeah. <laughs> because they gr they grow up and they move on with their lives and they get other jobs in like, whatever industry they want to be in. And yeah. it's a plot point in the second one that a um let me just make sure I have the right name Dylan Drew Barrymore's character 
she's worried that she'll never find something outside of the, the Charlie Townsend detective agency. And also that, spoilers, the villain for the, the 2003 movie, uh, the, the actual name is Charlie's Angels, uh, fully loaded. Um, the villain for that movie, Madison Lee, is a former angel. And so they do a lot of talk about, oh, she's the fallen angel. But it's also very good because she's played by Demi Moore in Demi Moore's best role. I don't think I've ever seen Demi Moore in another movie, and I don't think I need to because she was amazing in this one. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so it's like they talk about, oh, there's, there's like a whole community of former angels and there's like a weekly newsletter and Madison Lee does everyone's horoscopes. <laughs> Neat. And then, then there's the 2019 movie, which I watched earlier this year and was entirely the motivator behind this episode. Yes. In the 2019 movie, they say that the, Towns the Charlie Townsend Detective Agency has gone international, and there's whole teams of angels undercover helping women in need. And I'm, I don't want to, like, say that helping women in need is bad, but there's a difference between helping women in need and helping women in need, TM, a trademark. Yeah. We're in this for the feminism. So give us all your money. Oh, the pinkwashing. It's not so much pinkwashing as like baby's first feminism and <laughs> Elizabeth Banks, who also produced the new one. She's like, it's finally time for women to be in control of Charlie's Angels. And it's like, okay, from a production standpoint, sure, that's great. But you've managed to siphon all of the charm out of this series, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Charlie's Angels should have the same energy as Rita Repulsa eating a Krispy Kreme while Destiny's Child plays, and you should know this, Liz! <laughs> yes! <laughs> and was, oh yeah, the other thing about Charlie's Angels is that, so they have their boss, Charlie, but they also have the, like, handler-slash-sidekick Bosley, who's just a funny, dopey guy. He's just a funny yeah. little guy. Um, hmm. He was played by David Doyle in the original. He was played by Bill Murray... In the new one, but I don't think Bill Murray is supposed to be the same John Bosley. But then in 2019, he's played by Sir Patrick Stewart. And I think this one is supposed to be the same first Bosley. I get the feeling Sir Patrick Stewart needed to pay for a house. Yeah. Also, Bosley's the villain in the 2019 movie, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Because he's like, Charlie died and I was supposed to be in charge of the detective agency. But then he gave it to women. And then he's surprised when he's taken down by women, even though the whole conceit of the film has been that they have angels everywhere. Yeah, this... Okay, the way that this this premise is being described to me, it feels like there were two or three different scripts and they kind of combined some things. I don't think that was the issue. I think they had a... I think Elizabeth Banks had a very specific vision right from the get-go and that it just wasn't a good one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, I can I can see that too. The, uh, the, one of the issues, well, let me check, because I know there was issues with the 2019 one. Where's the trouble production section? Yeah, so, the 2000s films. Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore, and Cameron Diaz were all huge stars at the time. Yeah. Okay, like, Cameron and Drew were both, like, rom-com darlings. Yeah. And Lucy Liu was, like, just coming off her big turns, like, her the, the five or four years on Ally McBeal. Yeah. And so they were they had huge star power when the 2000s films were made. Plus they had Bill Murray and they had the original Charlie coming back and they had uh Tim Curry in the first movie too and Crispin Glover. Yeah. Who I don't know if Crispin Glover had star power then, but still there was a lot of big names attached to this film. And then they got Demi Moore and Bernie Mac in the second one. Yeah. So again, real big names, big stuff going on. Mm -hmm. The the 2019 one did not have the same ability to pull people in. The biggest name was Kristen Stewart. Yeah. And even she, like her, she's been an art house darling for years. Academy mm -hmm. Award nominee Kristen Stewart, star of Spencer. Yes. Which actually, no, this was after Charlie's Angels. By the way, Kristen Stewart is the yeah. best part of the new Charlie's Angels. Anyways, um, but then there is also Naomi Scott, who I like her, but she's not as big a name yeah. as I want her to be yet. Aladdin kind of, it didn't flop, but it was just kind of there. Um, and then Ella Belinska is just isn't known in outside of Britain, as far as I can tell. Yeah. But yeah, so every, the reason they couldn't get any stars is because every big name actress that Sony was taking the script to turned it down because they, they looked at the script and said, oh, I'm not interested. This looks like a bad film. 
Yeah, they apparently went to what, Jennifer Lawrence, Lupita Nyong'o, Margot Robbie, and Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone would have been great in this movie if they actually captured the spirit of the 2000s movies. Yes. <laughs> and like, so, okay, TV Tropes does say that uh, the people who would have been watching this film had no nostalgic ties to the original. I think they would have. I feel like the, the 19 to 25 year old demographic definitely would have watched the Charlie's Angels films when they were younger if it was like their parents' movies that they liked. Yeah. Much like in the same way that we were like, I don't know about you, but I was definitely shown Lethal Weapon because my parents love those movies. Yeah. Um, I would not have known about uh, Flashdance and Dirty Dancing without my mom. So, yeah. Exactly. It's like the nostalgia. <laughs> Even if the films came out long ago, the nostalgia is usually inherited from the parents. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Um, and Elizabeth Banks and the other production like, this has to be pro-feminist and less sexualized. And it's it's this very paper-thin baby's first feminism. I am reminded of a, a video essay I saw a while back that was like, uh, the first Charlie's Angels movies have set feminism back by a decade because they're dressed in sexy clothing. It's like, it's, it's the whole thing is tongue-in-cheek. And... Yeah, it's tongue-in-cheek. The spy cat suit has been around since, yes, the 60s. But if you want to see overly sexualized sec uh, spy cat suit, look at how the Black Widow is drawn in the Marvel comics. Yeah. And, <laughs> listen, they they use their sexuality, to first off, for good, and also only when they want to. They're fully capable of kicking ass, and they, they it's not like, Oh, I'm forced to be I'm forced to kick ass because uh my sexuality didn't work out. It's like, okay, we're deciding what is the best but plan for this. Like, should we go in guns blazing or should we try infiltration? Yeah. They are they are smart, they are tactical, they are sexy, they are funny, they are friends. Yes. <laughs> and you see bits and pieces of that slip into the 2019 one. Like, there, there is a segment where Naomi Scott's character, who's like, she's not even an angel until, like, the very end of the movie. She kind of just gets swept up in it and goes along with the trio because she is designated as the smart person. So she has to infiltrate her workplace, and the other two go with her, like, dressed identically with her, with the same wigs. And so, like, they're being distractions while she's actually getting the stuff they need. Um, there's a moment where, let me check the names... I'm probably going to mostly refer to them by their actresses' names. In the 2019 one, Naomi Scott plays Elena, uh, Kristen Stewart plays Sabina, and Ella, Belinsky, Ella Belinska plays Jane. So Jane gets on the, the, the intercom, not the intercom, the, the comms device, and she's like, Sabina, we need a distraction. And Sabina's like, I was made for this. And she just starts making monkey noises and dancing in the middle of the hallway so all the security guards are distracted and run to her location. <laughs> There's there's also the beginning where Sabina is, like, flirting with a guy, and she's like, oh, you've been a real, real bad boy, haven't you? And then she, like, beats the shit out of him. And you definitely get the sense that it's, like, part of it was infiltration to get the information out of him, but part of it was because she just wanted to fuck with this guy. Yeah. Sabina's a huge troll. She's also a soft butch lesbian, butch like Kristen Stewart. And I wholeheartedly yes. approve. I love her so yes. much. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's a moment where they're discussing their backstories and she mentions how there was a shootout at her wedding and then someone's like, wait, you don't seem like the person to be married. And she goes, oh no, I'm not married. I was a better shot. <laughs> <laughs> Sabina had her own like sapphic Mr. and Mrs. Smith situation going on before this film and I would watch that movie too. Yes. <laughs> but the point is, the only saving grace of this film really is the three actresses. Because Sabina is, like I said, the, the soft butch troll. Naomi Scott as Elena is great because she's just, like, completely out of her depth and new at this. Yeah. And Jane is the no-nonsense one, but then she ends up flirting with Elena's, like, work friend, who's played by Noah... Noah... Noah Centineo, whatever the fuck he is, this, that boy. <laughs> you know that boy. <laughs> and Jane is no-nonsense until she meets him, and then she just kind of, like, awkwardly flirts with him. Yeah. Not not in the, oh, a hot boy noticed me for the first time? I don't know how to react. No, it's just like, oh, you've been in the field too long. You don't know how to flirt. Yeah. It's how to people. Also, also the, 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 the biggest nail on the cuff of the 2019 one is that there are back-to-back -back cameos from Laverne Cox and Ronda Rousey. 
Okay. Hmm. If you if if you don't know, Ronda Rousey is a huge transphobe. She's also a Sandy Hook yeah. truther. Ah, uh, great. Which isn't relevant to this complaint, but I think more people should be aware. Yeah. But yeah, Ronda Rousey's a cunt, and I it's it's like like I said several times, it's baby's first feminism. Like, oh, woman who punch good, she's a great feminist icon. Yeah, about that. Anyways, so. I'm gonna fix the 2019 film. I am. This this is one of those reboots where instead of like taking what we have and working with it, we are fully going back in time. We are scorching. Yeah. We are salting the earth and making something new. Well, I guess you can't really do that when you salt the earth. But we're burning this to the ground. It's the Carthaginian option for reboots. Exactly. It's we're gonna burn it down, make it fall over, and sink into the swamp. Yeah. Then we're gonna build this, the strongest Charlie's Angels movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Alright. So the first thing I'm doing, and you know what, we, we could, um, actually, okay, you know what, part of me wants to keep Elizabeth Banks as Bosley, part of me wants to get rid of her because Bosley's supposed to be a funny little guy. Yeah. So who, who of the modern acting people could play a funny little guy? Actually, you know what, hang on, let me, let me get his name, I know exactly who our Bosley can be. Because my thought was Danny DeVito, but okay. I, I feel like... He could, he could, he would have made sense as a Bosley if, like, there was a movie in the nineties. Yeah. I think, I think our Bosley now should be Harvey Guillen from What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. He plays Guillermo. Okay. Oh yeah. I think he should be Bosley, and he'd basically be playing a very similar character to the character he plays in What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Um, I have nothing for him to do. I'm just gonna like say that he's there. <laughs> he's there, and he wears a lot of mitts. There you go. He he has many a cozy sweater. <laughs> um, and the premise I want this to have kind of like a next generation vibe. Not necessarily that everyone is everyone's offspring, especially because the ages wouldn't quite work out. But we can fudge some numbers. I feel. Yeah. So, my idea is that. Instead of so go the go in the opposite direction of the 2019 one. Instead of Charlie's going like global, Charlie's Townsend aging is kind of fading. It's becoming a yeah. remnant. Like it has a reputation and a legacy in the espionage circles, but mm. not as many people go to them anymore. Part of it is because they don't have the membership. A lot of the women have moved on with their lives. We could even say it was because there was an angel who like had a really horrible death, and a lot of people were just kind of like not desensitized, but like did demotivated by it i guess yeah um and this isn't gonna be any of the angels we know yeah um so it's gonna be that and also oh no it actually no scratch that we don't even have an angel die we're gonna have charlie die because because okay. Char yeah. charl uh, uh john forsyth has actually passed away yeah and in the 2019 one they're like they don't mention it until right at the end and then after the villain is revealed it's like reporting to Charlie, and turns out Charlie is a woman. It's implied that it's uh, Jacqueline Forsyth's character, but it's never uh, really confirmed. Jacqueline Smith's character. I'm sorry? Jacqueline Smith. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Combined two of them, didn't I? Uh, Jacqueline played... Um... Kelly Garrett. Yeah, Kelly Garrett. It's kind of implied that it's Kelly Garrett who's taken over running things, but it's not confirmed. But, like, that it's just like, Charlie died... And that's why Bosley's evil, and now a woman is running it. But up, but Um, but I want that to be an actual plot point. So, like, I feel like the beginning of the film would be the three angels from the two thousands movies. It would be Natalie, Dylan, and Alex at Charlie's funeral. Yeah. And they're like, "What do we do now? Like, well, are we still angels?" Um, and then Natalie would sit, like, say that she she's not because she's starting a family with her husband, and Alex is getting more into the private sector. And like they're like Dylan, we know that you'll do great and you'll find other great teammates, but we can't do this anymore without Charlie. And Dylan's like, I understand. Yeah. And then we'll flash forward the twenty years. You know, it would be twenty years since the last film next year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a meaningful and whatnot. <laughs> so we fast forward the twenty years, and now Dylan has taken over running the Charles Townsend Detective Agency. She's not doing it as Charlie, but she's trying to keep his name alive. But she does like is face to face with her angels, or rather, angel one singular. Yeah. There's there's only one and it is going to be Elena, Naomi Scott's character. She okay. and she's still very green. She it's not so much like Dylan is sitting like in the office like running things and Elena's out on the field. It's like this is on-site tutoring. This is the paid internship. 
yeah. of Elena trying to like learn the ropes while she's on the field. And Elena was recruited. Like, I'm going to keep that she's the big computer programming person from the original. Yeah. Because that's a good thing to have. I mean, all mm-hmm. of the angels have like kind of a base programming. But I think it makes sense that Elena, she kind of struggles with the physical stuff because she's just has her whole life is focused on the mental stuff. And then she was recruited by Dylan to like help round out a team of angels. But then those angels went off and she hasn't found any new angels to help support Elena. So it's just kind of this weird situation, but like it's, it's very much the, the detective agency is floundering. Yeah. Um, and then the plot is going to get kicked off where all of a sudden some other angels, some like non unimportant angels that are not main characters, they start turning up dead. And it's like, yeah, it looks like accident, but because Dylan has been in this business for such a long time, she knows when people have made things look like an accident. Yeah. And so she calls up the other angels, like, not just because she needs help, but because she is worried about them and because they have moved on to more mundane lives. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Natalie, yes. Natalie is, she's not a housewife, but she's like, I feel like she would have become a principal or something. Yeah, she's doing something professional. She, She was very much the character who, like, it didn't, it felt like she would leave the angels as soon as she felt like she could like she had done her time and was able to start a family she was very much like i want i want the two and a half kids yeah i can't remember what her husband's name is but he's played by the the, the, not owen wilson luke wilson the brother wilson (laughs) and so i'm gonna have her like it's it's very domestic she's she's living with her husband she's got her two kids and she's like a high school principal but she's the fun principal like, the the one who's, like, she's not bad at her job, but she's really weird because she keeps on trying to be hashtag relatable. She definitely does has her own TikTok account to try and, like, connect with the students. And, yeah. like, this, the students aren't buying it, but they're not, like, embarrassed. They're just, like, this is weirdly endearing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and so Dylan and Elena are going to reach out to Natalie. We'll see Natalie at home. She's getting dinner ready for the kids. And the kids, I'm going to say it's a thing, are, like, they don't know that their mom used to be a super spy. And then whatever, like, evil nemeses, the evil faction, they show up and they're gonna (laughs) try and get Natalie. And Natalie immediately goes into, like, first angel mode, but combine this with mom mode. She's absolutely gonna go to town. Oh, yeah. Especially with how much better uh, fight choreography has gotten. Like, I can imagine how good the fight would be. Also, I I think that she should have, like, a danger room somewhere that has, like, equipment. (laughs) (laughs) i think i think it's i feel like it would be more of a jackie chan situation where it's just like she she's deadly with whatever she's got yeah yeah, her danger room is the kitchen yeah (laughs) she fucks up a guy with a cheese slicer i mean that would fucking hurt that would someone gets ko'd with a charcuterie board yes (laughs) and the kids are like mom holy shit and their dad's like this is I thought we didn't have to worry about this anymore. Yeah. And no, it turns out, oh my god, mom is Jason Bourne. I'm better than Jason Bourne. <laughs> and so then they're saved shortly after, not but not just by Dylan and Elena, but also by a myster- another mysterious figure. And this mysterious figure is going to turn out to be Sabina. Okay. And Sabina is going to be very similar to the movie. Except for like two two important things. One of them I'll tell you now. So in the movie, she's like, oh, I grew up on the streets. And, you know, yeah, I never knew where my next meal was coming from. And if Charlie didn't find me, I'd probably be dead right now. And then uh, Jane is like, but Sabina, you're like a trust fund kid. And I'm like, that's boring. I think Sabina should actually have the rough and tumble upbringing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Sabina, like, barges in and they're going to be like, who are you? And then dinner like, oh, you're one of the girls I was trying to recruit to be an angel. And she's like, yeah. And I was like. I wanted to come visit the office, but then a bunch of people tried to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So I had to track you guys down on my own. And so now you've got like, you've got two thirds of the team assembled because you have Dylan, Elena, Natalie, and Sabina all together. They try and figure out like, they're trying to figure out who could be coming after them. Like, well, as an angel, we've made a lot of enemies, like a lot of enemies. (laughs) Yeah. So they're like, okay, the next one we have to track down is Alex. Alex has become like, a high-powered lawyer, 
um, like fighting for the innocent and truth and justice. And like, mm-hmm. th- like someone said that, oh, she was going to be on the Supreme Court and then she turned it down because she wanted to keep on defending the people. Something like that. Yeah. And so they track her down and like, yes, technically Alex is a lawyer, but more importantly, she is still a spy. She's just gone independent. Yeah. And she also has her own protege and her protege is Jane because it, it very much lines up that Sabina and Natalie were the goofy ones. Yeah. D- Dylan and Elena are like kind of the middle ground. And then Jane and Alex, they're more stoic. I mean, Alex is quite a warm person. Person, She's not like a defrosting ice queen has to go through that. Jane kind of yeah. does. She's all business. Yeah. But yeah, so Jane is like former MI6 and now she's working as Alex's protege not not so much in the lawyer stuff but in the espionage stuff like she's the one who like goes and finds evidence to put away terrible people yeah and then make sure that they can't hold it against them in court yeah i i guess like uh she might have been an int analysis like more in the office stuff more doing the paperwork the the actual boring stuff that you find in a john le Carré novel <laughs> Well, I do want her to have some field experience because that was Jane's whole thing. Is like yeah. Jane is the professional. Jane, Jane is the Jason Bourne of the 2019 film. Okay, so how about she? Maybe she went military over to MI6, and now she's doing the Charlie's Angel stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's yeah. she's not an angel yet. She's because yeah. so like Sabina was someone that Dylan tracked down and like sent a recruitment letter towards. None of these people have any idea Jane exists because that's exactly the way Alex has been trying to keep it. Yes. And Alex Alex is the angel who has the danger room in her, like, loft. Yes. <laughs> and, like, the, the covers where if you twist the handle the right way, then a shotgun pops out. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, she is deadly with, like, a pen. Yeah. There's a... I'm remembering a particular fight scene from the first Bourne movie that involves, basically, dude with knife versus Jason Bourne with a ballpoint pen. Oh, I do remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so actually, let me let me just reconfigure some stuff in my brain. So I'm going to say that Dylan and Elena go find Alex, whereas uh, Natalie and Sabina and like they put her family in a safe house and then they're going to try and like fall off the lead on the other former angels and angel recruits because that's going to what it's going to be. It's like some of them are angel recruits that are being taken out before they can join. Some of them are going to be former angels. And so yeah. they're like, okay, divide and conquer. And so Natalie is going to follow a lead and she's going to be like looking at some of the intel and stuff. And she's like, wait a second, this feels weirdly familiar. And she's going to find the, the angel, like the potential angel that is being attacked and the potential angel is able to fight these people off. This angel is played by Emma Stone. Okay. Because like I said, she'd be great in a Charlie's Angels movie. Oh, yeah. And Sabina's going to be like, who is this? And Natalie's going to be like, this is my daughter. My first daughter. Because I got this idea. And it's like, so someone doesn't have to have like a, a psychological reason to really want a normal American family. But I thought it might be interesting if like, I was looking at people's ages. And you know, it would make sense if Natalie had like a pregnancy out of wedlock and she couldn't keep the baby. Yeah. The ages would line up so that Emma Stone could have been her daughter. Or at least someone played by Emma Stone. We can fudge the numbers a little bit if we need to. Yeah. And we can say that, like, that's why, like, she she didn't want to give the kid up, but she couldn't afford it. And then that's why she went into, like, the angels business. Part of it was just, like, if one day she could find her daughter. But also, like, she got out of it because she realized she had the chance to start her, her own family again. And it's, like... It's not like the family's the replacement goldfish, but it's very much trying to recapture that thing that she feels like she missed out on initially. Yeah. And yeah, Natalie will be like, all oh, the evidence lines up, like, based on, like, where you grew up and, like, where you were found and stuff like this, you must be my daughter. And Emma Stone's character, who is, like, isn't original to this, but you know what? Let's call her Rebecca. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea my mom was an angel. That's so cool. And so then all these angels team up. We now have seven angels. Awesome. And hopefully at this point, we're only halfway through the film. We have seven angels and two Bosleys because we'll have Harvey's Bosley and we'll have the, um, the Bill Murray Bosley. Unfortunately, we can't yeah. have the Bernie Mac Bosley because he did also pass away. And I don't know if I want that to just be like natural causes, like what happened in real life, or if he was a victim of the new villain. I kind of feel a bit better if it's just natural causes. Yeah, natural causes is probably better. Could, we, we can have an offhand mention that, like, Dylan looked into it, but it was still natural causes. Yeah. Just so that people know what the deal is. Yeah. 
But yeah, they meet together in a safe house with like all, all the significant others that they had to drag along. So we have like Natalie's husband, but we also have Alex's husband, who boyfriend in the films. He's played by Matt LeBlanc. Okay, yeah. So yes, jo- Joey Tribbiani is here. <laughs> and they're trying to figure it out. They've got like a big board and they're going through all their villains. And they bring up like, okay, well, uh, are, is there any one like remaining of Eric Knox and Vi- Eric and Vivian's faction? Because they were the villains from the first movie. Like, no. Like, yeah. what about Madison Lee? Oh yeah, she died in a fiery pit. Uh, what about Seamus O'Grady? Oh, maybe there's something going on with Seamus O'Grady. Okay, and what about the Thin Man? I mean, he was stabbed, but also we thought he died once before too. So maybe. So first, they're gonna try and track down the Thin Man. Okay. That's Crispin Glover's character. Thin Man's uh-huh. deal is. We're still trying to figure out the Thin Man's deal 20 years later. He's played by Chris Glover. He's great with a sword. Mm-hmm. He was raised in a, a, a nunnery and had a lot of trauma related to hair. Okay. He, he had a crush on Dylan. And she almost reciprocated, because she has a type, and the type is terrible people. Um, but okay. they like they had like a weirdly cute hair-sniffing-each-other's-hair moment, and then huh. she got stabbed by Dylan's ex, Seamus O'Grady, the evil uh, Irish <laughs> mobster. Played by Justin Thoreau. Okay. Yes. So they're trying to look into if there's any situation going on with the Thin Man, because Dil- this is another thing that Dylan has been looking into, and she can be like, we never actually found his body after the whole Madison Lee situation. Yeah. So they're trying to track him down, and they do actually, like, find him in a hospital. Or not a hospital. Um, Like, I don't want to send them to an asylum, because those get, like, weird bad stereotypes going on. But, like, some kind of... Yeah. I don't know, maybe they just find him in, like, a house in the countryside. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be full Hannibal Lecter. It can just be, you know... A house of the country. Exactly. But he's still... Oh no, I know what it can be. It can be he's 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 got... Sh- he's in Wales and he has sheep. <laughs> yes. And and he like he sells the wool, but sometimes he keeps the wool to do a big sniff. Because <laughs> he's still weird. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, oh. I mean, he doesn't ever say anything. He just kind of shrieks. But you can tell by his facial expression, like, oh, it's not the same as people hair. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Okay. So the the party convene at his house to like see if he knows what's going on. Like they'll be ready to fight him and he'll like pull his sword out when he's hears knocking at the door because no one's ever visited him and he sees Dylan and he's just like, Hey! It's the girl I had a crush on before he got stabbed by her ex. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll have like a he'll have the Microsoft Sam, he'll do like text to speech stuff and like talk about whatever he knows about the situation. Yeah. Then of course they'll also get attacked here. Yeah, of course. Um, and for this one, because it's like very much connected to the old school angels, it'll just be the three old school angels. Mm-hmm. And then the new school angels, Sabina, Jane, and Rebecca, kind of taking Elena under their wing now, like teaching her how to be the, the combat angel, how to fight, do a fight good. Yeah. They'll infiltrate another lead because it's like, oh, is this like a front for like Seamus O'Grady? Like, da 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 da. Like, I don't know, maybe th- there is someone else working with him. And they're going to basically find an underground fight ring one of them will have to go in and fight and or the cage match the cage match champion is gonna be i gotta think what's what's an irish girl's name uh that isn't siobhan um no it can be siobhan okay yeah siobhan the cage match champion of the women's heavyweight class i don't know if she's heavyweight or not but it's gonna be siobhan o'grady the seamus o'grady's niece and she's gonna be played by becky lynch Yep. Just wash that Ronda Rousey stank right out of the franchise. Oh, yeah. She's going to show up. She's going to be like, oh, you're an angel, eh? (laughs) My Uncle Seamus is dead because of the angels, so I'm about to ruckus you, eh? I don't actually know if he got killed. I think he did. I think he also got thrown into a fiery pit. (laughs) It feels right. Um, yes, karmic death. O'Grady uses the thin man's sword to kill the thin man, who then falls off the roof. The uncut version of full throttle. Oh, full throttle. I thought it was fully loaded. Um, the uncut version of full throttle explains Seamus's Disney villain death by showing he also got impaled on the same sword when he landed on the thin man's body, which still had the sword in him sticking upright. Okay. So yeah. And it's, did I say it was Sabina fighting her? I feel like it should be Sabina fighting her. Yeah. Get in a full brawl that that eventually is just gonna like spill out of the cage into the entire thing. 
Yeah, just a full, like, Charlize Theron-style brawl. Exactly. Oh, we should shove Charlize into this in some way. Somehow. Yeah. Maybe, okay, if this somehow turns, like, got greenlit for a sequel, maybe put her in, like, a stinger or something? Okay, yeah, Yeah. that'd be a good one. (laughs) Actually, yeah, that does kind of work with an idea I was toying with, but we'll get back to that. Okay. So they're they're not going to kill Siobhan, but they are going to, like, incapacitate her enough that they can interrogate her, and she's going to imply that, like, the reason the angels are able to get targeted so easily is because one of them is a mole. Ooh. Another angel has fallen. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Jane is definitely going to be like, are all all of your villains so poetic? (laughs) Yes. But also, because they don't know who the mole is, they're like gonna agree. They'll basically send that information to the old school angels and then cut off contact and be like, okay, we have to basically do all of this, like, without leaking any information, like, try and isolate each other so we can figure out who the, like, mole is. And that also means we each have to do a road trip. Yes. Um, I don't know how they do a road trip from Wales. They'll find, oh, they can bring back... Who's the, who's who's the who's the weirdo that uh, Drew Barrymore used to be married to? Uh, Drew Barrymore. It's Tom. Tom, Tom something. something. All right. Uh, she. Uh, Tom, Tom Green. Green. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring back Tom Green as the Chad and his boat. <laughs> And it'll be the old school angels, the thin man, the Chad, and Bosley driving. Oh no, the Bosley will stay at the safe house so they can be the voices with the internet connection. Yes. Oh, oh, you know what? The Bosleys can get attacked too. And it's it's very much like just two funny little guys desperately trying to avoid getting killed by these armed mercenaries. And they know who's going to save them? Kelly Garrett. Yes! She's basically going to come in with the cavalry. Well, not the cavalry yet, but it's going to be Kel- Kelly Garrett. And she'll be like, I'll contact the other surviving angels. Uh, yeah. I have, we've managed to triangulate based on these attacks where, where the base might be. <laughs> it's the expendables with women, but better. Exactly. Also, like one of the subplots, obviously, is going to be the fact that like Rebecca is Natalie's daughter and like Natalie trying to like, connect with her kind of and like just yeah. like figure out how to deal with the family dynamic now that's kind of been shaken up and okay. feeling weird that like she can't really connect with Rebecca they're so different yeah and it's and it'll be like and then Sabina will try to okay so I guess they can't do no contact if we're trying to do this but we definitely do need to fit a road trip in there somewhere for the new school angels the new actually how about this let me move things around the new school angels can do a road trip to wherever they find the remnants of the O'Grady mob. Yeah. And that can be the road trip. That's where they can actually become friends with each other. Because that's yeah. the important part of the Charlie's Angels, that they're friends! Yes. But so at, at some point along this, like, Natalie has to, like, discuss how she feels weird that she can't connect with Rebecca. And Sabino mm-hmm. will say, like, hey, I mean, like, don't sweat it. It took me forever to connect with my foster mom. Like, yeah, I grew up on the streets for a while until someone took me in. And then, like... Went through a lot of bad homes before I found a good one. It's probably the same situation with her. She probably just doesn't know how to deal with family stuff yet. And uh, Natalie will be like, thanks, Sabina. You're, you're a real great kid. And Sabina's like, ah, thanks. Yeah. This is foreshadowing. So we're, eventually we're going to get to the, wherever the villain's base is. And they're going to have to like fight their way through. And we are going to get to a point where like it becomes evident that it's one of the new school angels who is the mole. We'll get in a four-way standoff. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're going to, like, try and, like, say all the things that means they're trustworthy. And Elena will be like, I can't be the mole. I've been with Dylan this whole time. Like, okay, well, if you've been with Dylan this whole time, it could have just been a long con. And, like, same with Jane. Like, you could have, like, you sought Alex out. You could have been sent by the villain to gain her trust and make her think that she had a loyal protege when really you were just trying to undermine her. Plus, you're the one who has, like, the most field agent experience out of everyone here. Yeah. Um, And eventually they'll, like, determine that, like, it comes down to... Sabina and Rebecca and Rebecca will be pushing that Sabina's the mole because like listen we all have a connection to their previous angels like the you two are protégés and I'm Natalie's daughter Sabina's the only one who doesn't have any connection like how did she even find out about us and Sabina's like like well Sabina will insist that she knows because she was trying to track down Dylan and become an angel already and then yada yada the event of the film happened mm-hmm and it'll be getting to Sabina like drill it. Sabina and Rebecca will be drilling each other for information 
and Sabina will like say something about the orphanage that Rebecca grew up in, and Rebecca will say something, and Sabina's like, ah, or it'll, it'll be like I I looked up the the info on the orphanage, and it says that like. Uh, when this person ran it during these, when this person ran it, there was like a lot of scandals and stuff. Do you hear about that? And Rebecca would be like, yeah. And when I was little, I helped take him down. And Sabina would be like, ah, but this person didn't actually run that orphanage. They ran a different orphanage. And I would know because I grew up in the orphanage and all the stuff that you've been using to say that you're Natalie's daughter is stuff that happened to me. Because I'm Natalie's actual daughter. And so everyone will turn their guns on uh, Rebecca and Rebecca will have, she'll have the Anne Hathaway and Dark Knight Rises moment. Or she'll be like, oops, guess I said a little too much. Uh, but then everyone will be surrounded because yes, if she's the mole and she's been feeding information this whole time, then it was very easy for them to get the drop on them. Yeah. And so all six real angels are dragged before the villain. And who was the villain? <gasps> it's Madison Lee. Oh, da da da! She's got gnarly burn scars all over. She didn't die in the pit of fire. Oh, looking as gnarly as freaking Bella Laika from Black Lagoon. <laughs> um, and Madison Lee will come out, and she'll she'll look amazing. Yeah. Uh, because even with the gnarly burn scars, she can work it. Yes. <laughs> she comes out, and she'll be like. So, looks like the angels are still trying to flap their wings, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the, and then the new angels will be like, I can't, Rebecca, I can't believe this, you convinced us you were the daughter of an angel! And Rebe Rebecca will be like, I might be the daughter of an angel, but I was raised in hell. And so, Noah, Rebecca is actually Madison's daughter, and she's been raised to hate the angels her entire life. Okay, cool. So, in the original uh, Full Throttle, Madison Lee's motivation... Part of it was that she was put out to pasture by Charlie, and part of it was just that she, she she just wanted power and money, and she didn't care who died for her to get it. Yeah. It was like her deciding that she wanted what was what she deserved, but she didn't deserve it because she's evil. Evil. And so this has just turned into a whole complex about, like, I'm going to burn every angel. And then the angels are able to get out. The new angels take down Rebecca while the old angels take down Madison. Madison is killed for real. She'll get killed by the Thin Man. Becky, not, oh, I mean, yes, Becky, Becky Lynch, but also uh, Siobhan O'Grady will come in, but she'll decide to actually help the angels because I've decided she's going to be Sabina's girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the new angels are going to, they're not going to kill her, but they are going to like take out Rebecca and like beat her to the point that Rebecca has to flee. And like Madison will have a moment where it's like, Rebecca, come help your mother. And Rebecca will be like, Sorry, Mom, but uh, you raised me never to sacrifice myself for an angel, so I'm going to get out of here. But you know what? Good luck. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When, you, when, you're when you're a terrible person who raises your kid to also be a terrible person, it's probably going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even going to be like a sad, oh, no, I ruined my child moment. No, Madison Lee is going to be like, wow, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Exactly. <laughs> And then, yeah, I guess uh, Dylan is going to decapitate her with a thin man sword. Mm -hmm. And so then it's the end and everything's great and all the angels are together. Like the, the old school angels of Fitch. Oh, right. Also, cavalry moment is uh, um, Kelly Garrett coming in with all the other surviving angels. Yeah. Both in universe and in real life. Yes. And so everyone has like a great happy moment. Uh, like the other angels decide to go back into retirement. Dylan decides that she is going to go... Uh, like, go back to Wales with the Thin Man to help on a sheep farm. But, you know, she's still going to keep up with her, like, BMX biking and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Elena is, like, good enough in the field that she can officially become an angel. Sabina invites Becky to become an angel, and Becky is like, Oh, I'm sorry, you're real cute and all, but uh, I don't think I've got any to be that good. But you know what? <laughs> if, if any of the angels ever need a, a lady on the ground, maybe I can help you there. And then she disappears into the night until the sequel. <laughs> Nice. No, actually, you know what? The other angels will retire, but they'll also, first they'll give Dylan uh, their blessing to become the new Charlie, essentially. Yeah. So now, like, it's, they still refer to themselves as Charlie's Angels and it's still the Charlie Townsend Detective Agency. They'll, they'll even still do the thing that they did in the 2019 movie, where it's Dylan using the voice changer to sound like Charlie over the speaker box. But at least this has meaning behind it. It's actually sentimental. It's not just a gag to be like, hey, you heard of women? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. 
And yeah, and so it's the new Charlie's Angels, and they'll they'll assume the pose. Da-da. <laughs> and then you mentioned Charlie's Theron. Yes. So the stinger will be Rebecca, like, going into this evil base, this evil lair, mm-hmm. and she'll meet with Charlize. Ah. And it's and it'll be like, uh, are you re- so? I I I'm glad you found us. And she's like, well, I figured there, there had to be more than just one angel who fell, right? <laughs> and Charlize will be like, oh, you're a smart kid. Welcome to the ninth circle of hell. <laughs> Or the Hellfire Club, or some silly name like that. It's like, yes, welco- just, w- w- just chew that scenery. <laughs> Welcome to Lilith's Angels. <laughs> Welcome to the Lilithu. <laughs> Symbolism. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's Charlie's Angels 2023. I like it. I guess if the second one was called Full Throttle, this one can be Charlie's Angels Reloaded. Yes. Or Charlie's Angels Overdrive. <laughs> Charlie's Angels SPD. <laughs> Charlie's Angels Operation Overdrive. <laughs> hey, one of these days, Power Rangers has to do something kind of Charlie's Angels related. Yeah, I mean, Beef Morphers was bit. The Sentai that Beef Morphers was based on was kind of an espionage one, but they didn't carry that over at all, which is fair because it'd be really hard to translate that into. Yeah. That's true. But that would be fun. You know, every few seasons, they just have, like, an undercover episode where it's like, everyone has to get in funny costumes so that the monster gets taken by surprise, and somebody's gonna be dressed as a grandma! Yep. (laughs) Yeah, no. That sounds like the Charlie's Angels movie we should have gotten back in 2019, before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think think that's the whole movie. Yeah. Dressed all the things. Uh, Sabine still keeps in contact with her family, with her mom, Natalie. Yeah. Yeah, the, there you go. It's it's Charlie's Angels. Yay. So I guess it's now time for our sponsor. Insert Charlie's Angels music right here. <laughs> I'm trying to, th- yeah, I can't think of a good uh, a segue into the friendship promo. Yeah. Uh, for Charlie's Angels lines. It's not like they have catchphrases. Yeah. It's, it's friendship promo in chains. Okay. That was the famous infamous episode where it's just the Charlie's Angels BDSM episode. <sighs> Look, not everybody can be bond and come up with one liners, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, friendship promo, full throttle. <laughs> hey, Kat, what are the spell pieces in this ad? Um, advertising, pandering, obligatory, and team. Then I want to use my piece, Honest, and cast Honest Advertising to tell people that Sword of Symphonies is an actual playtest campaign of the game that you made, starring us. Ooh, ooh, and I want to cast Charming Pandering and tell them how much fun we are to listen to. Ooh, or would that be Charming Team? I think I have a charming team, yes, Kirsten. Oh, Nick, do you want honest advertising to tell them that we have sort of a cozy horror vibe and that people can listen to us every Saturday? Oh, and before we do that, I'd like to add my spell piece music because I write everything in-house. Yeah, I love your music, Kathleen. And I think your sound work in general is top-notch. So let's cast honest music advertising and charming team on the listener and invite them to join us on Sword of Symphonies. Charlie's Angels fully loaded, Charlie's Angels fully loaded, Charlie's Angels fully loaded, Heroes in a Half Shell, Angel Power! (laughs) So, Tanner. So, Lindsay. Where can you be found on the internet? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, we don't have to do the full reverse thing, okay? Yeah, I was like, how are we going to try and fit this in? (laughs) We cannot start off script. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Uno reverse card. Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym four seven six. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all, and you can get to all of my all of my social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at n i i r y f pod. Those are the letters for not if I reboot you first, and they're pronounced. I wasn't good, Charlie. I was great.
You can also email us at notafavoritebutyourfirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your, I don't know, favorite angel to us. There's like... what. Charlie's Angels are biblical. There you go. <laughs> the biblically accurate Charlie's Angels. <laughs> so many eyes. <laughs> uh, the email address is also where you can send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or YouTube or even your DeviantArt. Not if I reboot you first, as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. Our cover art, as always, is by Alex, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, whose contact info is available upon request. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Sotol, and Assiniboine, and homeland of the Métis. So, Lindsay. So, Tanner. That we, I feel like we have reached a point where whether I'm in space or not next week, we'll be able to continue, so. We got this worked out. Hint? Uh, the hint for next week. Uh, we are going to basically be rebooting an old, very obscure, to the point that it doesn't have a TV Trump's page, uh, Canadian-Australian TV series from the 2000s. It doesn't have a TV Trump's page? Yeah, it doesn't have a TV Trump's page. How gauche. Yeah. <laughs> Was this on YTV? Um, I think it was. I'm racking my brain. The the only thing I can think of is 15 Love, but I know that one has a TV shows page. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was on air in Canada in 2002 for 26 episodes over two seasons. There's magic and Arthurian legends involved. Oh, okay, so it's not Falcon Beach. That was the only yeah. other thing I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... This is like the is this the fourth time we've dealt with like Camelot in two years? There's a lot of material to work with. This is very true. It was like the Star Wars of the Middle Ages. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, so we'll 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 that's next week, but not if we reboot you first. Bye.